20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You can follow the podcast at Pack a Day Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. We are one day away from Chiefs-Lions. We had some Travis Kelsey injury news. Hopefully he's going to be okay and ready to go sooner rather than later. But NFL, almost here, one day away. You can actually taste it. It's going to be so amazing. Before we get to our main topic for today, I do have a couple housekeeping things that I want to get to right away. First and foremost, have my first, my very first members only video up. Uh, that's detailing what the Packers must learn from some of their week one mistakes in previous seasons. So if you're interested in becoming a member, definitely check that out. And again, my very first ever members only video is up. That was posted yesterday. I'm going to be doing at least one of those once per week, um, maybe even a little bit more. So uh, just another reason to potentially become a Packer. Day podcast member. In addition, Fantasy Football Pick'em. I just put the league together. It's out there. If you are a Pro Bowl member or higher, you get access to the league and can sign up. I am going to be giving away two tickets to a regular season game next season to the winner of the Pick'em League. If you want to get in that, you need to become a Pro Bowl member now, so make sure to check that out if you're interested. You're going to want to get in there prior to Thursday so you can start making picks right away. Meanwhile, we have a ton of new Pro Bowl members, which is amazing. Tim Fagan, PJ Wynn, who is a Hall of Fame member, Ken Hansen, Eugene Seidel, David McCluskey, Pete Raymond, David Stout, and Fluffy, of course, Fluffy, and the Wall of Fame members, as you can see on your screen, PJ Wynn and Most Hated Minnesotan. Double shout out to those two who are absolutely amazing. So thank you for all your patronage. I really, really appreciate it. Meanwhile, some big news. Uh, I mentioned all the different guests that I'm going to be coming you know, that are going to be coming on this season, both on the YouTube version as well as on the audio Packaday podcast. I mentioned that I might have one more announcement to make as well. I have that ready to make today. Carmen Vitali, who does a phenomenal job of covering the NFC North, is going to be joining me each and every week. We'll be breaking down the Packers, both their previous game and their upcoming opponent, as well as taking a look at the NFC North as well. So incredibly excited to have Carmen coming on this upcoming season. So you can look forward to that as well, both on YouTube and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Meanwhile, some of you had been asking what about the Packers team captains? We've seen all these different teams start announcing their team captains. Maybe as you're listening to this, it has been announced, but as I'm recording this very early on Wednesday morning, uh, we have not heard yet what the captains are going to be. Some people were wondering if there was practice this week. The Packers did, as far as I know, have practice on Monday. It was scheduled for Monday. It was supposed to be open at least like the first 15 media minutes was supposed to be open to the media on Monday. Then they canceled that portion and said, haha, just kidding. Uh, you'll get access to the locker room. Uh, so we didn't get access to Matt LaFleur or practice on Monday. They had off on Tuesday, at least as far as I know. Um, and then Wednesday, today will be in actual practice, which we'll get access to. Same with Thursday, Friday, off Saturday, and then game on Sunday. But again, no captains announced as of my recording of this at this time. Those should be coming today on Wednesday. Meanwhile, Finally, I want to get to my main topic for today, and that is going to be, quite frankly, quite easily, quite simply, which team is better, the 2022 Packers or the 2023 Packers? Who has the better roster? Who has the better players? So let's go through this sort of position by position and sort of take a look at which group of players was better and which team is going to end up better 
this upcoming season, the 2023 Packers, or going back to last year when they were eight and nine in 2022. So let's just be totally forthright and transparent about this and, and upfront, right? This is very difficult because there are so many unknowns on this Packers team. So many rookies, so many players that we have not experienced, you know, with with full seasons. Even Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, who we think we kind of know, we only saw, you know, like basically like half seasons out of them. Like so this is very difficult to put together, but I think it's going to be a fun exercise nonetheless. So let's go right away and talk about quarterback. And I'm just going to be going over the players who played snaps on offense and defense, and then we'll go over the specialists at the end as well. But I'm not going over like if they didn't play last year, if they just played special teams, not including them. But at quarterback, you had Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love in 2022 that played. In 2023, Jordan Love with Sean Clifford as your backup. This is a very difficult one. Now, if we look at Aaron Rodgers' numbers from last year, 350 out of 542 attempts, 64.6% completion percentage, 3,695 yards, 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and a 91.1 rating. And this is probably where the the wisdom of Aaron Rodgers uh, probably comes into play here when he said, even my down years are most quarterbacks' career years. And I think this is probably a fair assessment of where we come out on which quarterback is going to be better, which quarterback room is going to be better. If Jordan Love had a 64.6% completion percentage, almost 3,700 yards, 26 to 12 touchdown to interception ratio, and a 91.1 rating in his first year as a starting quarterback, I think we would all be very, very excited about what that would mean for Jordan Love moving forward. And I think we'd all probably sign up for that right now. And then there's 2022 Jordan Love that we need to talk about as well. He didn't get a ton of snaps last year, but when he got his opportunity against Philadelphia, he played so well that they traded away Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. Not completely just because of that, but that definitely played a big part. And as much as we like Sean Clifford this past season and or past preseason, I should say, I still think we're taking Jordan Love in 2022 and what he showed last year, even in small doses, to a rookie Sean Clifford at this point in time. So I have to go with last year. I do think this could be close. It wouldn't shock me if Jordan Love this year put up numbers that were eerily similar to what Aaron Rodgers did last year. Wouldn't shock me at all. But I think if we're being wise here and just kind of putting smart money on things, I think we would say Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love in 2022 probably outperform Jordan Love and Sean Clifford in 2023. So I will go last year's quarterback, but I do think it's an interesting one. And I don't think it's completely cut and dry, but probably the smart bet to make. Running back is about as similar as you could possibly get. Last year was Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Patrick Taylor, and Kylan Hill. And Kylan Hill got, I think, one snap, literally one snap. But this year it's Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Patrick Taylor, technically not on the 53, but he's on the practice squad and is probably going to see some time at some point this year. So I'm putting him on there as well. And then Emmanuel Wilson. So Jones the same, Dylan the same, Taylor the same. You had Kylan Hill last year for just a very brief cup of coffee. You've got Emmanuel Wilson this year. And you could look at it and say, all right, Jones is the same, Dylan's the same, Taylor's the same. And I like Emmanuel Wilson better than Kylan Hill. And I wouldn't argue against that. I'm, I'm just going to say same here though. And actually, actually, let me say one other thing here. I think you could also make the argument, Jones same, Taylor same, AJ Dillon 
knows he's in a contract year, knows he needs to be more explosive and knows he needs to be a better playmaker. And I think we've seen a couple flashes of that in training camp and preseason. I still go back to, there was a, a day in camp where AJ Dillon made a cut behind the line of scrimmage that I have never seen him make before. You can tell he knows he needs to be a little bit more elusive. So you could also make the argument, maybe Dylan in a contract year could take a real positive step in the right direction and Emmanuel Wilson better than Kylan Hill. You can make that argument as well. I just think at the end of the day, this season is going to be 95% Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. And I think Jones is going to be the same running back that we've come to expect for all these years. And it's going to be eerily similar to what we saw from him a season ago. A.J. Dillon, I think, is for the most part going to be the exact same A.J. Dillon that we've seen, specifically the Dillon that we saw last year. Patrick Taylor is going to be the same. And maybe you could argue that Wilson is in a better position to succeed than Kylan Hill ever was last year. That's fine. But it's so similar. I'm not going in any direction here. And I am just labeling this as the same and expect this running back group to be you know, almost identical to what it was in 2022. Wide receiver, in 2022, you had Sammy Watkins, Romeo Dobbs, Randall Cobb, Christian Watson, Alan Lazard, Juwan Winfrey, Samore Toure, and Amari Rogers. So Watkins is gone, Cobb is gone, Lazard is gone, Winfrey's gone, and Amari Rogers is gone. I don't think outside of Alan Lazard and maybe a smattering of Randall Cobb here and there, you're not missing a lot of those guys at wide receiver. You've got Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, Samore Toure, Malik Heath, and Dontavian Wicks in your wide receiver group as of now. Jaden Reed, Heath, and Wicks, your newbies. I'm going this year. And this is another one where it's interesting because you could say Dobbs, Dobbs, Watson, Watson, Toure, Toure, Jaden Reed, Randall Cobb, you know, different areas of their career, veteran towards the end of his career, rookie at the very beginning. But I think you could argue that maybe they get similar sort of production. And then, you know, do you want Alan Lazard or Malik Heath? Alan Lazard or Dontavian Wicks? And I think Alan Lazard, maybe some people could see as the, the, the you know, tiebreaker, that that's the, the group that you would go with because of Alan Lazard. And I, to some extent, I would understand that. However, how I'm viewing this is I would take 2023 Christian Watson with a year under his belt over 2022 version. And we also know that Watson missed time last year. I would take 2023 uh, Romeo Dobbs over 2022 version. We also know that Dobbs missed time last year. I would take rookie Jaden Reed over last year's Randall Cobb. I think Reed has more explosivity. I think he's going to be a playmaker. I think he's going to be a mismatch piece in the slot. And Jordan Love is going to actually probably use him over the middle. So I think that is going to be an advantage. And then I do think, you know, Samori Toure, probably the same. I think Dontavian Wicks, you can easily put him over Amari Rogers or Jawan Winfrey or even Sammy Watkins for me. And then the the big downgrade, and I don't even know how big it is, but Alan Lazard to Malik Heath. That's your, you know, your physical middle of the field, X possession wide receiver, whatever you want to call it. You know, goonish blocker. That's what Matt LaFleur has called both of them. I'll go Alan Lazard there every day of the week at this point of their respective careers, but I don't think it's a big enough drop-off to you know sort of counterfeit all the other things that we went over that I think are going to be better in 2023. So I'm going 2023. I think it's close. I think you could easily make an argument for 2022, but I'm going to slightly go 2023 here, even though they're young and inexperienced and you had Cobb and Watson and, and, and Watkins last year. I'm going with the newbies. I'm going with the young guys. I'm going with the 2023 squad. We made it. It's officially football season, which means it's the best time of the year, but also it means that I'm going to be really freaking busy. If you're like me and your busy fall season is already in full swing, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. 
Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Factor lets you level up with Gourmet Plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Personally, I'm trying to eat healthier, so their calorie-conscious options are perfect for my meal plan. They have delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Best of all, with Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered directly to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash packaday50 and use code packaday50 to get 50% off. That's code packaday50 at factormeals.com slash packaday50 to get 50% off. Hello friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA finals and I desperately wanted to go to game six in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane, and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye game six of the NBA finals. Now, thankfully, the day of the game, I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used game time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using game time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the game time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your before you buy. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two clicks only in fact, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never need to dig through your email. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepicks.com/packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com/packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. 
Tight end's another really interesting one. Last year, you had Tunyon, Mercedes Lewis, Josiah DeGuara, and Tyler Davis. This year, you've got Musgrave, Kraft, DeGuara, and Sims. So Tunyon, Lewis, and Davis due to injury are gone. Musgrave, Kraft, DeGuara, or sorry, Musgrave, uh, Kraft, and Ben Sims are in. And this one, well, difficult to break down maybe as a whole. I'm going to cheat. From a run blocking standpoint, 2022 Packers all the way, all day, every day. From a pass catching standpoint, 2023 Packers all day, every day. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Green Bay's 2023 tight ends are going to be able to do to match the run blocking and pass protection and just the blocking from the 2022 tight ends. That's an easy one. And from a pass catching standpoint, Luke Musgrave in and of himself is going to, in my opinion, have the potential to have as much receiving yardage, touchdowns, catches as the entire tight end group combined last year in 2022. That's how much I think Musgrave can contribute to this team. So uh, pass catching, I'm going tight ends, blocking, uh, 2023 tight ends, blocking, I'm going 2022 tight ends. Easy for me to say. Offensive tackle, another interesting one. Last year you had Bakhtiari, but coming back from injury and with an appendectomy midway through the year. Yash Nyman, Zach Tom, who sort of moved around and kind of got to tackle a little bit at some points. Yash Nyman, um, sorry, uh, Luke Tenuta was the next one on that list. And yeah, those were the main offensive tackles. So Bakhtiari, Nyman, Zach Tom, and Luke Tenuta. And Caleb Jones, Rashid Walker, both on the roster, but just didn't play either. So this year you've got Bakhtiari, Zach Tom, Rashid Walker, Yash Nyman, Caleb Jones, and Luke Tenuta as well. I'm going this year's version. David Bakhtiari, is in a better position right now than what he was last year. I know he still isn't practicing a ton. I'll still take this version of the David Bakhtiari. Zach Tom, I will easily take this version over him. Rashid Walker looks incredibly better than he did a season ago. Yash is the exact same player, in my opinion. Caleb Jones, Luke Tenuta, both the same guys, if maybe not a little bit better. So it's easily the offensive tackle position for 2023. And then interior offensive line, I'm going this year as well. Elton Jenkins, I think... You know, you go back to last year where you had to play some tackle, you know, then finally got back to left guard, missed another game in there, missed the first, I think, two games of the season. He's healthy. He's ready to go. He looks fantastic. This Elton Jenkins is going to be a lot better than last year's. John Runyon Jr., I thought he had a bit of a down year a season ago after really performing well in 2021. He's in the contract year, and I think he is going to ball out this year. I think this is going to be the best version of John Runyon Jr. that we've seen. Josh Myers was bad last year. I don't, worst case scenario for Myers this year is I think he's the same center that he was last year. I don't think he's getting worse. And I do think there's a real opportunity for him to play better this year. I'll take this year's Sean Ryan over last year's Royce Newman. And I'll take this year's Royce Newman over last year's Jake Hansen. So pretty much across the board, I will take the 2023 offensive line over the 2022 offensive line all day, every day. And I've said this before, and I'll say it right now again, the biggest thing that gives me a ton of confidence for the 2023 season is I think the Packers offensive line this year is going to outperform the 2022 offensive line by like tenfold. I think with Bakhtiari, like with, let's just say he plays and it's always tough to know exactly how much he's going to be able to play, but I think there's a pos, you know a strong possibility he plays more than he did a season ago. And I think he's a little bit, I think there's a little less rust even this year than there was last year from him coming back from all that time off. Jenkins being able to be at left guard probably the entire time and coming not coming off the ACL and not missing hopefully not missing time this year. That's a benefit. 
Like I said, I think Myers can be better. Runyon can be better. Zach Tom can be way better. Rasheed Walker can be better. I think this offensive line can well outperform what they did in 2022. And that gives me a ton of confidence for this team moving forward. Defensive line. So you got Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Jerron Reed, TJ Slayton, and Devontae Wyatt last year. Clark, Slayton, and Wyatt remain, although Slayton and Wyatt will be in increased roles. And then you have Carl Brooks and Colby Wooden. It's another close one. I could go either way. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that this is about even. Actually, you know what? I'm going 2023. Screw it. I'm going 2023. I think this year's Kenny Clark is gonna be better. I thought Kenny had an okay year, but he looked a little bit sort of human and pedestrian at times last year. I think you're gonna see a better version of Kenny this year. TJ Slayton is gonna outperform anything that Jerron Reed did last year. Devontae Wyatt this year will outperform Dean Lowry from last year. And then the the hard one is I really like Carl Brooks. Actually, let me say this. I think Carl Brooks this year can outperform what Devontae Wyatt did last year just because Wyatt didn't get a ton of opportunities and didn't do a ton. I think TJ Slayton last year will be pretty, uh, not significantly better, but I think will be more useful than maybe what Colby Wooden will be this year. But I like Colby Wooden. I think he can be a part of that rotation as well. So it's close, but I'm going to lean 2023 by just a little bit. Edge is easy 2023. Preston Smith, JJ Nigbari, Jonathan Garvin, Ladarius Hamilton, Kobe Jones, Justin Hollins, and Rashawn Gary last year. You started the year with Gary and Preston and then question marks. And Nigbari wasn't quite ready. Garvin was bad. Hamilton was bad. Kobe Jones was bad. Justin Hollins, you got midway through the year and he had some flashes, but he was fine. And then Gary went out with the ACL. And all of a sudden now you're doing Preston Smith, Nigbari, Hollins, it just... It, it just didn't get any better, especially after Rashawn Gary went out with the injury. This year, you've got Rashawn Gary. He's back from the injury. Preston Smith, Enigbari looks way better. Lucas Van Ness, your first round pick. Brenton Cox, Justin Hollins. It's just a much better group, a deeper group, a better rotation. and Everyone's going to be better because of it. Easy, easy, easy 23 edge rusher position. Linebacker. This is an easy one on paper to just go same. You've got Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Isaiah McDuffie, and Eric Wilson, all the same last year to this year. Last year, you had Chris Barnes as well. No Chris Barnes this year. So you could say like, all right, it's the exact same guys, but they had Chris Barnes last year. So last year's was better. Or you could just say, all right, they have the same guys, but Chris Barnes last year, but basically that's the same. So it's clearly the same. I'm going this year again. Devondre Campbell looks closer to the 2021 version of himself that won an All-Pro when he was healthy and in practice this year than the Devondre Campbell that we saw last year. Quay Walker, I expect to take some step from where he was at a season ago. I'm not, I don't have a great feel for what that step is, but I do expect him to be better. I think McDuffie's the same. I think Wilson's the same, but I think that potential for Walker and Campbell to play better in 2023 than they did in 2022 is enough to put it over the top. And I do think those versions of those two players specifically will be better in 2023. Corner, last year you had Jair, Eric Stokes, Razul Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon, Corey Ballantyne, and Shamar John Charles. This year, you've got Alexander, Douglas, Nixon, Carrington Valentine, and then Stokes coming off of Pup at some point. I'm going this year as well. And the big reason is because Razul's playing outside and not messing around in the slot. And I think Razul can be very, very good with a full season on the outside. I think Keyshawn Nixon in the slot has the the ability to be better than what Razul was in the slot a season ago. I think Carrington Valentine is easily better than Corey Ballantyne or Shamar John Charles coming off the bench last year. And then you're going to get Eric Stokes back, which again, he left midway through the season with the injury that he had. So I'm actually going 2023 for corners as well. At safety, 
we, I don't even want to go over it, but Adrian Amos, Rudy Ford, Micah Abernathy, Innes Gaines, Tariq Carpenter, Jonathan Abram, and Darnell Savage last year. Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford, Jonathan Owens, Anthony Johnson Jr., Zane Anderson, and Dallin Lovett this year. They're both bad. It's both going to be the same, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't think either of them are going to be better or worse. I just expect it to be status quo, and it's just not good enough, and that is what it is. Special teams last year, Pat O'Donnell, Mason Crosby, and Jack Coco. This year, Daniel Whalen, Anders Carlson, and Matt Orzek. I'm going last year based on Mason Crosby. You had a little bit more of a known punter last year in O'Donnell. I think Whalen can be better. Mason Crosby, and he had pretty darn good consistency last year. Anders Carlson's a complete crapshoot at this point. I do think Orzek is going to be better than Coco. Not sure how much that's going to affect their ultimate wins and losses this year, but hey, maybe it is something a little bit better, but I will go last year's special teams just based on Mason Crosby. So if we're looking at it this way, the groups that I thought were better in 2022, quarterback, the run blocking, and just the blocking of the tight ends, and the special teams group. What I thought was the same, running back and safety, and what I thought is better in 2023, at least on paper, wide receiver, the pass catching tight ends, offensive line, defensive line, edge, linebacker, and corner. And some of them are close and debatable, but I do think there's more positions that are right now better in 2023 than what we saw to the 2022 team. Quarterback though, clearly going to be the big one. And just how close can Jordan Love be to what Aaron put up a season ago? Can he be better? Is he worse? Is he way worse? Is he way better? That's what we don't know. And that's probably going to be the biggest thing that decides that this team is ultimately better than the 2022 version. You know, overall, this is why they play the games, right? And I think it's going to be really interesting to see where these, you know, where this team stacks up to what the eight and nine Packers did from a season ago. I think where I ultimately come out on things is I think this team is going to be a better football team that plays a better brand of football and is going to be more fun and exciting to watch but I think they're going to end up with a slightly worse record than the 2022 Packers did. 2022 Packers, eight and nine. I could see this team finishing seven and 10, but just being a better team. When I went back and watched some of the games from last year, there were times where this team was a lot worse than even their record showed. And I thought they could have lost a couple games and you could go maybe both ways with that. And maybe they could have won a couple that they didn't too. But I think this team will play better and more fun and a better brand of football than they did last year. Just not sure where that record ultimately comes out, but I'm going to say somewhere in that seven to 10, or maybe even very equal at an eight and nine range from what we saw from a season ago. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Check out those Pack-A-Day memberships. If you're interested, you can find it in the link in the description on the YouTube channel. I'll see you guys soon, but until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.